As the demand for telemedicine grows, so does the need for connectivity. 5G meets that need. Qualcomm remains focused on giving doctors and patients superior, security-rich 5G connectivity. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Joining me today on the program are two Rich Dad advisors. One is Garrett Sutton. He's a Rich Dad advisor. He's an attorney. He's a Rich Dad advisor on asset protection. And the reason asset protection is very, very important is because as the gap between the rich and the poor widens, the more the business plan for many of the poor and middle class to get rich is sue you. You know, do something, you know, like, I've had so many lawsuits for just silly little things. Like I had this one person say he tripped over a pebble on one of my properties and <laughs> sued me. I'm going, what? You know, so you just never know these days. And the other is Andy Tanner. He's our expert on markets. And, you know, he does, he's the author of a book called 401 Chaos, which is why the 401K could be the worst possible investment, especially at this time. So we'll be talking about what he sees coming up in the stock market. And my sweetheart, Kim, is busy because she's going to turn pro golfer, and she's putting on some kind of golf tournament. And uh, so I'll be here representing Kim and myself and speaking about what we're going to be doing for 2017. Because as you all know, my friend Donald Trump just got elected president, but who knows what's going to happen next. You know, Kim and I voted for him. And the reason we vote for him, you know, we know him personally for 12 years now. A very, very good man, but he is unpredictable. And I don't know what happened to him when he got on that stage. He's kind of like me. He says things he wish he, should, he shouldn't have said, but he says it. But anyway, he still got elected somehow. And so 2017 is going to be a very exciting year. So that's what today's program is about, is what do you expect for 2017 for your money and your future? So with that, uh, hello, Garrett. So can you give us an idea of your background and how you became an attorney and when are you going to earn an honest day's living or something? Well, I'm working <laughs> on that. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, I became an attorney after attending uh, Hastings Law School in San Francisco. The but why did you even uh, choose the field of a, being a law? Well, a couple reasons. One is uh, in the 70s when I went to Berkeley, everybody thought that you could change society by being a lawyer. Right. We were going to do great things by being lawyers. Change the world. Yeah. Uh, we were going to change the world. Well, is, the, isn't Hillary and uh, Bill Clinton, aren't they lawyers? Right. They, they changed the world. They did change the world well, for their the betterment. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, we had that idealistic uh, thought. And my, my dad was a judge in Oakland and he wanted me to go into the legal business. So I was kind of directed in that, uh, you know, milieu early on. Right. So uh, that was just the thing you did. And now you're in asset protection law. What's the difference between that specialty versus, let's say, criminal law? Well, criminal law is you're helping the criminals stay out of jail. Asset protection is keeping the criminals away from you. From your money. From your money. And so that's... I like helping people protect their assets rather than achieve improper means and go after assets. And that's why Garrett is a rich dad advisor is because – you know, whether you're rich or poor today, Rich Dad is really designed for people who want to be rich. 
You want to be poor and middle class, Rich Dad is not your company. You know, we really can't help you that much because, as you know, with uh, Rich Dad advisor Tom Wheelwright on taxes, the poor and middle class pay the taxes. You know, everybody gets all upset, well, we should tax the rich. Well, what most people don't realize is the rich don't pay taxes for many reasons. So Tom teaches us how you can not pay taxes legally, just like Trump and Mitt Romney, whereas Obama paid 30% in taxes and Romney paid 13% in taxes. And everybody got all upset. Like, is it any news to you that rich don't pay taxes? But people do. So if you like paying taxes and joining the middle class and the poor, then Rich Dad is not your company. So Garrett is here to help you protect your assets when you become rich. And Tom Wheelwright is here to help you understand how you can get rich, make a lot of money, and pay much less in taxes legally. So that's what the Rich Dad Company stands for. And our next guest is Andy Tanner. And Andy Tanner is for those of you who need to cleanse your soul, who are who bought the who drank the Kool-Aid, <laughs> who drank the Kool-Aid of investing for the long term in a 401k, some retirement plan, or an RRSP in Canada, or a superannuation in Australia and all that stuff. Because in my opinion, you know, investing for the long term in the stock market was a good idea up until the year 2000. Since then, we've had three major crashes. We had a crash in 2000, 2007, and 2008. And I predict, and I wrote, wrote a book called The Biggest Crash Was Coming in 2016. And in many ways, it already has. It hasn't occurred in the stock market, but the crash has already occurred. So Andy Tanner is the author of the book 401 Chaos, and well as Stock Market Cash Flow. So rather than leave your money sitting in a 401k or a government pension plan, why not make some money off of it? So that's why Andy is an advisor on paper assets. So welcome to the program, Andy. Thanks so much for having me, Robert, and good to hear from you, Garrett. So where are you right now? You know, I'm in Salt Lake City uh, here in my, uh, in my office, just uh, enjoying the radio show. And you made a lot of money with the Trump ups and down when he got elected? Well, we made a little. You know, I don't day trade. That's not my uh, mode. But when the uh, when the ties start to turn, you know that that scares people when things don't go how they think they're going to go. And so when the future started drop, we had to shore some futures. It was really just for our students, uh, you know, to show them how to do that. Start out as insurance, and of course, uh, sometimes when your house burns down, if the insurance check is big, that can be a nice uh, a nice payday. So so it's fun to. The, I guess the real point is is you can make money when things go down, and people in a 401k don't have insurance. And they don't have that opportunity uh, like the professionals do. You know, like a George Soros would lick his chops when a market went down. But a poor 401k guy is just going to have to hope or a things turn uh, around. Or no a mutual control. fund guy or, a, you know, a government pension plan guy. Yeah. The point yeah. here is this. The rich are richer for a reason. And what Andy t talks about is how you'll make more money in a crash. I know a lot of people hate it when I say I think we're going to crash. But for most of the times, it's kind of wishful thinking because I, I really love it when it crashes. I just love it. And other people hate it. So that's why I want you to listen to the Rich Dad program. And so what we're going to be talking about right now is what, what we see over the horizon in 2017. There's a lot of people who say, you know, this is before Trump got elected. They said the next president will most likely face a recession. Now, 
Is that good or bad? It doesn't really make any difference if you have a well-rounded, rich financial education. You have a poor middle-class financial education, you'll probably lose your job. That's what it means. And they go, oh, I can't, you know, and then you'll try and save money, and the banks aren't paying interest on, on savings anymore. But you'll keep doing the same thing where other people are getting richer. So that's why I want you to listen to the Rich Dad program today because we're gonna be talking about what we see coming over the horizon and regardless if the market goes up or down, it's great news. That's why the Rich Dad Radio Show is about the good news and bad news about the money, regardless which way the market goes. So Garrett, as an attorney, what do you see? What did you think of Trump getting elected? I mean, he beat Hillary and he beat, not only did he beat Hillary, he beat the Bushes and Clintons. You know, he beat everybody. He beat the establishment, Robert. I found it very surprising. So as far as asset protection, and the reason that you, you need to know about asset protection is my prediction is, regardless who's president, whether it's Bill or Hillary, the poor middle class are going to get poor. There's, th there's things coming down the road that cannot protect you. You know, the government, you know, Obama says employment's up and all this, but there's things that are coming that are going to wipe out jobs left, right, and center. So that's why asset protection is important, right, would you say? Absolutely, because during a downturn, people sue more often. And so if we're faced, we're faced with a downturn and you haven't properly structured your affairs, you have a lot of people out there looking to sue you and getting at your assets. So you need to take steps now. You can't do it once you've been sued. You need to take steps now to make sure that your brokerage accounts are in LLCs, your real estate are in LLCs, uh, your business is through an S-Corp or, or an LLC. Because once that lawsuit hits, it's too late to protect yourself. I want you to understand that once you're sued, you're frozen. You right. cannot change anything. And the courts will not let you move. And you sit there like the sitting duck. You know, everybody else taking shots at you. It's called a fraudulent conveyance. If you move assets after you've been sued, the court can say that this is an element of fraud and you're in bigger trouble for having tried to move your assets at that point. So what do you see coming over the horizon in 2017? What's new in asset protection and why do people have to be worried or, can, or aware, should I say? Aware is important, Robert, because asset protection is a dynamic area of the law. We have cases coming down all the time that change the facets of asset protection. There was a case recently in Texas where the charging order protection was denied by a court that confused the law, but now that's the law in Texas. What's a charging order? That's the lien on distributions. So what does so, that mean? If someone's suing you, they want to either get at the asset inside the LLC, but if you're set up in a strong state, all they get is what's distributed from the LLC. They can't go in and force a sale of the assets. So you want the charging order in place. That's good asset protection. But this case in Texas got rid of the charging order protection just out of the blue. So that means they can go after the asset? They can go after the underlying asset in this case. Why did the court do that? They were confused. Uh, you know, and these asset protection is not something that courts or lawyers deal with all the time. And so it's easy for the courts to get confused. And so you just have to stay on top of what's happening within the legal arena. Is there a concern that what happened in Texas will spread to the rest of the states? Uh, yes, there is. And so you want to use states like Nevada and Wyoming that legislatively protect uh, LLC interests. And I want you to know states of Wyoming and what was the other place? Nevada. Nevada. That's where um, someone you know 
is hiding his wealth, his assets. <laughs> because I, you know, the moment I, I was never sued until I became rich. Right. And the moment I became rich, I started getting sued. But this is the point that Garrett makes. You can't protect yourself after you're rich. You have to do it before you're rich. Right. And that's the point. So those of you sitting out there with hopes and dreams of someday being rich, please understand what Garrett Sutton does, and he should be part of your Christmas wish list. So, Andy, what do you see coming yes. in? What do you see coming in the future in the stock market, and for those of people who are in mutual funds, four hundred one ks, ETFs, and buying, holding, and praying that they'll have a retirement someday? You know, I I see storm clouds. I really do. I. Uh... You know, I, I don't get too involved in too many prognostications because our approach is more of preparation than guessing. And when we're wrong, we are okay with that. We have insurance, you know, if the house burns down. So we're okay when we're wrong. But the things I would point to specifically is people in paper assets care very much about the economy and we care about the direction of, of the markets. And one of the things we look at is called our fiscal situation which really means that you know every person has a financial statement, every company has a financial statement, of course our government has one. And I see big, big problems in our government's financial statement in the coming year. The first thing is our deficit is gonna grow. That's gonna put uh, some definite pressure on, on our need to offer bonds and sell bonds and go deeper and deeper into debt. Another thing that's gonna happen is the there's a saying, Robert, when you talk about predicting the future that I really like, where I'll say, you know, a policy and a demographic will give you the future. So this is a pretty easy prediction that the baby boomers are going to get older and they're going to start having to worry about retirement. I think we're going to see big, big problems begin to occur in pensions starting next year uh, with interest rates the way they are and with where money's traditionally allocated. They they usually pull money out of the stock market and try to put it into into debt or bond, and there's just no yield there. There's just no uh, no reward there. No return. Yeah, there's no return, and yet at the same time, the stock market I, I believe is very much overextended. And and a lot of people say, hey, it's going to keep going up higher. Some people are calling for a crash. I I tend to say I think it's it's going to begin to have more and more pressure, but the way we'll trade it. Uh, is we're going to go for cash flow either way, and we're going to prepare ourselves. My plan for 2017 is to continue to do what I do, up, down, or sideways. We're going to find opportunities to make money. Um, to make money. I also think we're going to see more pressure internationally. I think we're going to see a lot of problems in Europe with uh, countries like Italy and countries like Spain. Uh, Greece certainly will be in the news again. It isn't out of the woods yet, and so. Uh, you know, you, you often talk about the grunch of giants, the grand you know, universal cash heist. I think it intensifies and I think it continues. And uh, my, my counsel to someone for uh, 2017 is to get as smart as you possibly can about the downside. For all of you out there with a 401k or some kind of retirement plan, even if it's a government retirement plan, I would get his book, Stock Market Cash Flow, because to me, it's really stupid to put your money in for 40 <laughs> years 
and let somebody <laughs> just suck the fees off of it, and you get nothing at the end of 40 years. I mean, that is really, really stupid. And if you believe investing for the long term in an ETF, mutual funds, or 401k, or a California retirement plan, you've really drank the Kool-Aid at the wrong time. So today, again, we're talking about 2017, so I'm going to talk to Garrett first about asset protection. Who needs asset protection, and do you have to be rich to have it? You know, Robert, the good lawyer answer is it depends. Uh, if you're an, uh, you know, an employee- But if you drive a car, you, you have need asset insurance. protection with insurance. Absolutely. And so, so you have car insurance, that's asset protection. Correct. Everybody needs that insurance policy. Right. That is house. the basic asset protection. You have right. a house, you have asset protection, you have renter's insurance. Correct. That's all asset protection. But, Robert, you at the top of the show, you said if you're poor or you're middle class, you may not need the rich dad message. And that's true with asset protection. If you don't have assets, people aren't going to sue you. They're, they'll go after the insurance, but they're not going to go after anything personally. Now, as you start to please, gain assets- No, wait, please listen to that. When you, you have an insurance and you're broke, they'll be just as happy to go after the insurance. Right. But if you're rich and you have insurance, they want both of you. Absolutely. They want to go beyond the assur insurance to get at your personal assets. Right. The attorneys have a, a, uh, an incentive to sue you. They get 35 or 40% of whatever's collected. The more they can collect, the better. And Garrett talked to me about this long before I was rich and exactly on schedule when Kim and I started making in the millions the lawsuits came. Right. And if hadn't listened to Garrett, as he says, S-O-L-E, someday you would lose everything. Right. And so that's why it's priceless. So even if you're rich or not rich, please understand what Garrett does. Right. And so you want to, when no matter what situation you're in, you want to analyze what asset protection do I have. You start with insurance. You can protect the equity in your house with a homestead. But then if you're starting a business, if you're investing in real estate, if you have a brokerage account, you do need these LLCs and corporations to protect yourself. And it's not expensive to do so. These are not difficult things to put together. Thank you. And Andy Tennis, Richard Advisor, his book is called Stock Market Cash Flow, also 401 Chaos. And the reason we talk about this is the Kool-Aid drinkers out there, I tell you, just invest for the long term. And the stock market goes always goes up. It goes up by 7% per year. But it hasn't happened since the year 2000. You know, since the year 2000, we've had three major crashes. 2000, the dot-com crash. 2007, the subprime crash. In 2008, the banking crash. And right now, the Fed is out of bullets. They just kept reducing interest rates, reducing interest rates, hoping people would borrow and go back into, into the stock market, which they did. Unfortunately, now, interest rates are at zero to negative zero. And that means the poor and middle class are in a hurt locker because they don't have any interest. Worse than that, this is the worst thing of all the pension funds are out of bullets too. Pension funds depend upon a 7 to 8% return on your money so that you'll have money to retire on. But today, the pension funds aren't making 7 to 8% just as the baby boomers start to retire, and they're out of money too, which means there's a bailout coming, I bet, for pension plans. So that's why, ladies and gentlemen, please read Andy Tenner's book, Stock market cash flow, because if your pension plan goes bust, which it might, at least you'll have a way of making money in the stock market and paying the rent. Any comments there, Andy? 
Yeah, you know, as I listened to you and Garrett speak about asset protection, the emphasis was on getting the protection before you got in trouble. And that can really be the same for learning about the stock market, is you would want to have your education in place before uh, these things happen, because you'll be better off to deal with them. You know, it, it was funny uh, in the election when the uh, market started to drop, you know, on that very day, and people began to panic. I had all kinds of texts coming in from friends saying, you know, Andy, you, you talk about making money when it's going down. What do I do? What do I do? And it's not something you can learn in five minutes. <laughs> you know, it, it does take a little time to do. So I think in the same way that it would be wise to get asset protection before the, the automobile accident, well, it'd be great to get some protection with learning. So the thing that Kim and I are doing right now for 2017 is Kim and I are in any kind of investment strategy, there's three basic sides to it. You're either in, you're out, or you're standing aside. And yeah. right now, I mean, Kim, myself, Ken McElroy, and I, since about 2005, have made multi-millions of dollars in the worst sector. It was called apartment houses. For, so from 2000, well, Kim and I have been in apartment houses for 20-something years. But everybody, you know, the apartment house was the Cinderella, you know, the, the ugly sister. Nobody wanted to be in apartment houses. They wanted to be in the stock market or flipping houses. So Ken, Kenny, Ken, Kim, and I, Ken McElroy, Kim, and I have been buying these ugly apartment houses, and they throw off cash flow, cash flow. So when the markets crashed in 2005, 6, 7, 8, we bought as much as we could. Then suddenly everybody goes, oh, my God, everybody needs apartment houses. So they stopped flipping Mac mansions, big houses, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they started buying apartment houses. And today the apartment market is so heated. If you come, ever come by the Rich Dad office on, in Scottsdale, you'll find huge, brand Cross new, street. class A apartment houses yeah. all around us. And they're, they're charging exorbitant rents. So Kim, Kenny, and I are still making money because when they're charging $1,500 for a one-bedroom apartment, Kim, Kenny, and I can still make money at $600. So what I'm saying is we're now standing aside. You know, I don't know how long these Class A, super-duper, high-end apartment houses are going to be hoping somebody rents from them. But if there is a recession, their vacancies will go up, and those, those hot Class A apartments may come back on the market. So we're not out of the apartment market. We're standing aside. So right now, I'm in the camp that there's probably going to be a recession, even though my friend Donald Trump is president, because there's factors coming down the market that are so big. It's like a tsunami coming. That's Banda Aceh, you know, the, the tidal wave that wiped out Indonesia. You might be the best president in the world, but that tidal wave is going to wipe you out anyway. So I'm very uh, pessimistic, which means I'm optimistic because I really get happy when prices come down. I don't know about you. I'm not happy when prices are high. So really, that's my uh, forecast. Hopefully, I'm wrong. But I made my money. Kim made her money. And Kenny McRoy made her money when the markets crashed. So that's why the Rich Dad philosophy is not for the poor and middle class. But the Rich Dad radio show is about the good news and bad news for those who want to be rich. So one minute, final words there, Garrett, before we take a break. 
Well, Robert, I, you made a very good point. You just have to be prepared, like they taught us in Boy Scouts. You've got to be prepared, and you're going to have ups and downs. Know that when there is a down, people sue more often. Uh, about three weeks ago, I was in Vienna, Austria, with Tom Wheelwright, Rich Dad Advisor on Taxes, and I was going through this bookstore, and most books in Austria are in German, but they had an Amer- American book, book stand. And they, I bought three great books there. And one of them was called The Rise of Robots. And the way I buy books is when I'm walking through the airport, the books will go, psst, psst, hey, look here. I'm not kidding. I said, oh, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't want to read another book. But The Rise of Robots was about the richest man in the world and the rise of ISIS. So I got three new books to read and all that. They're fascinating what's going on here. So The Rise of Robots, the idea of job security is finished. Today, AI, artificial intelligence, a robot, can now consume 20 million pages of information. And it can do all the math, it can do accounting, it can do legal fees, it can do everything now. And we've already got it here. So what does that mean to you and me? That means if you're an attorney, an accountant, you're toast. You're toast. The idea of going to school and spending all your time in school when a robot can kick your butt and be smarter and work 24-7 is here. It's not like it's next year or three years from now. It's here today. The other thing the book wrote about was that McDonald's now has this machine. You just walk up to it. You hit the. There's no, hi, welcome to McDonald's. It's just this keypad. And you crank in, I want, I want a Big Mac with lettuce and tomato. Boom, this machine kicks it out. This one robot can kick out 360, toast the bun, slice the tomatoes, and give you a freshly cooked hamburger like that. So McDonald's employs 1.8 million employees. They estimate that 50% are toast. They're gone. And and that's here today. And then Foxconn, the guys that produce uh, Apple products, they just ordered 1 million robots, and they're going to replace 3 million Chinese. And the last bit of news is this. America can now beat Vietnam, Indonesia, and China in cost of goods. But the bad news is they're going to do it with robots. You don't need human beings. You don't need workers anymore. So the name of the book is called The Rise of Robots. For all of you who think your job is secure, I would read this book and think again. And Martin Ford was a, a guest on our program. His show has been archived. So the idea of job security for life, let me tell you one more thing. My friend is a waitress, and she busts her butt. She's putting her three kids through college. She is flat broke, and she's so proud. She says, my son is studying calculus now. And I didn't want to tell her, you know, a robot can do that in a split second. Your son is toast. But I didn't tell her that. But I'm telling you guys that. So this is what I see down the future coming so all of these ideas are coming down the future, and all of this is going to impact us. That's why we're the Rich Dad Radio Show. And then Garrett Sutton, our attorney, Rich Dad Advisor on Asset Protection. He's an author of Start Your Own Corporation, How to Protect Your Assets. What, what's happening in the field of law? Well, in the field of law, Robert, you do have – it started with people uh, using uh, attorneys in India for $5 an hour to do the work. Now you have robots doing the work. And so the uh, the law firm partners, the, the big firms, 
are now letting go all these talented people because attorneys, it, attorneys because it can get be done much cheaper either in India or with a robot. So well, that's what the book said. As that Indian attorney is doing the work, the robot is processing what that Indian attorney is doing, and that means the robot will replace that attorney. Right. And one other point, you know, those robots aren't paying payroll taxes. So if you're relying on Social Security, there are no payments going to the Social Security system on these robots. So you've got to be very careful on how you plan your retirement. I think that's a, a, that's an oxymoron. I don't think it's possible. That's why Obama you know, was talking about UI, universal income. Right. In other words, we're just going to pay people not to work because mm-hmm. there's no jobs for them. Even in the field of journalism, there was this art. The, the book had this article written by a robot about a baseball player, you know, who died or something like this. It was the most wow. touching article, but a robot wrote it. You know, about <laughs> a baseball player, his stats and all this stuff. A robot wrote it. So all you guys there who are English majors and journalism majors, majors, you're toast also. And you don't need to pay them overtime. They work 24-7. They work three every day of the week. And Martin Ford says in Japan now they have robots that can pick strawberries at night. You know, I mean, it can feel <laughs> the strawberry and tell you whether the strawberry is ripe or not. When you think about that, you go, holy mackerel. Yeah, so Andy is the author. He's rich and an advisor on the markets. You know, we don't care if the market's going up or down because you can make money either way. And the idea of investing for the long term or in a, in a government pension plan is really a stupid, obsolete idea. And Andy's book is Stock Market Cash Flow. But this was the rub of the whole book. It says what robots are going to do is wipe out the market anyway because the U.S. market and most Western markets run on one thing, the middle class and the poor. So if the middle class and poor aren't spending, what the stock market runs on goes down. It cannot stay up because the consumer is toast. What do you think about that, Andy? Well, there's no question. I mean, without earnings, um, you know, stocks get more and more expensive and uh, they get expensive to buy. So if people don't buy products, goods and services, uh, of course, they're they're toast. No, they will. They they will buy them. They're just not made by humans. Yeah, they're they're not. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 going to be it's going to be an interesting time in 2017. If a person's unwilling to change and willing to adjust, they're they're going to hurt. So that's why in 2017, you're going to hear it more and more and more, the rise of robots, written by Martin Ford. You can go to the Rich Dad Archive. He was interviewed. And that's what's coming down the road. So please pay attention to that because if the poor middle class are toast, the whole economy comes down too. He did say one thing, which is why we have the Rich Dad radio show. Martin Ford said the only people that will make money are entrepreneurs and investors. It's that people who do not think in logical, sequential action. So the people that make money are people who think outside the box and actually bring some sort of quirky little talent like you have, Andy, you know, to, <laughs> to how to read them. But even then, you know, the, the robots are going to figure out how, with algorithms, how you trade the market. And already... You know, Stanford University is having MOOCs, you know, massively open online courses. courses. Yeah. yeah. Stanford's offering free college education. That's the next step is that school teachers are obsolete, which might be a good idea. 
So anyway, that's the kind of things that we talk about right now. Comments, Garrett? Robert, in 2017, I see uh, cybersecurity being a, still a big issue. What is cybersecurity? That is protecting your online assets, your computers, your emails. Uh, we talked about it last year in predicting what is was that coming. Like LifeLock or something like that. Well, it's it's more than that. It's uh, it's all of your uh, information that you store in your computer uh, is being hacked by uh, who knows who. Uh, the Democrats blame the Russians, but we don't know who it is. But that is happening. What happened in this election with all those WikiLeaks was very dramatic and showed how in, uh, unsafe a lot of these computer networks are. But the the issue is you are if you're in business, if you're investing, you have sensitive information that you need to protect and you need to get cyber liability insurance. Even if you're a small business, you have records. Who sells that? Uh, any insurance agent will sell you cyber liability insurance. The premiums are going up because of all the hacking that has gone on. So, Andy, what do you have to say about 2017 what's coming up? You know, you can be in, out, or on the sideline, and people are always asking for advice, which really bugs me. I don't like giving advice and telling people what to do, but I love helping people decide what to learn. So I made a prediction that 2016 there would be a crash there wasn't that crash because the stock market kept going up, but some things did crash. And what crashed was interest rates. Today, savers are the biggest losers of all because they can't make it. Pension people are losers because with zero interest rates, they can't make money. The other thing that crashed was the price of oil. Remember, about a year ago, it was $120, yeah. $140 a barrel. It's yep. now at $45 a barrel. So that was a yep. crash. And what else is crashing is the EU, as well as countries like Venezuela that depend upon oil, Russia's in serious trouble because they they run on a hundred dollar a barrel and their economy yeah. is operating at fifty dollars a barrel. There, that's why they might cause a war. And my friend Donald Trump has been elected, and that's good news. But the question is, can he save you from the typhoon or the tsunami or the hurricane that's coming? And that's why we have Garrett Sutton. He is Rich Dad advisor and attorney author of Start Your Own Corporation. It's really about how to protect your assets. The ABCs of getting out of debt. And also Andy Tanner, author of 401 Chaos Stock and Stock Market Cash Flow. For all of you guys who drank the Kool-Aid and are investing for the long term in the stock market. So, Melissa, what's the first question we have for Ask Robert? Our first question today comes from Abu in Chicago, favorite book, Cash Flow Quadrant. It says, do you recommend implementing a tax strategy at the same time I implement my asset protection strategy? Look, the question is, who is your accountant? Who's your attorney? The reason we have Rich Dad Advisors, Garrett Sutton, attorney, and Andy Tanner's advisor on the markets is nobody knows everything. And the biggest problem with most sort of called entrepreneurs is they're self-employed. They're specialists. And they actually think they know everything. The worst guys are attorneys on that. They True enough. They have to know everything. Right. So the question I have is who's your accountant? Who's your attorney? What would you say, Garrett? I would agree with you, Robert. Uh, you're not going to set up this plan yourself. You need people to assist you. And you don't go to an attorney for your taxes. You don't go to uh, a CPA to get asset protection. In fact, CPA stands for can't protect assets. <laughs> so you're going to use a team approach here. Uh, and get it done the right way using your team. Now, can I hear some of your little chattery little minds? Well, that costs money. I don't have time to do that. I just want to do that. Trust me. 
There's nothing more important right now than your team, who's on your team. You kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. There's a lot of good attorneys, a lot of bad attorneys, a lot of good accounts, a lot of bad accounts. Any comments on that, Andy? I'd agree. No one knows everything. And one of the things you've always said is investing is a team sport. And so even business, often, yeah. uh, Gary will ask me a question about taxes and say, you know what, that's something for Tom because I don't always know the answer. And that's our answer. Who is your accountant and who is your attorney and how good are they? Because most of them are horrible. You know, there's an old joke that goes, there was this attorney and his yard man came up and presented the attorney with this bill. And the, the attorney looked at it and says, holy mackerel, $200 for an hour of work? Why do you charge that much? He says, well, because I couldn't make enough money as an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you got to watch out there because a lot of desperate accountants and attorneys out there, I know, I've hired them. So it takes a while. It's like, how do you find a perfect wife or a husband? Well, you go out there and you go on dates for a while. Next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from Leondo in Chicago. Favorite book, Unfair Advantage. Does it make sense for an entrepreneur with a day job to take advantage of 401k and or mutual funds as their plan for security while growing their business assets as their plan for wealth? Or another way to put this, is it correct to keep 401k mutual funds in my portfolio as a baseline or a backup for inactive investments while I work towards building my active business investments? The answer to that depends upon you. You know, I personally would not do that because I know a little bit too much about 401ks and mutual funds and all that. And they're not, they're never designed, 401k and mutual funds and ETS were never designed to make you rich. It was designed to make Wall Street rich. So if you like that, fine, you can do that. Any comments there, Andy? Well, I, I think it's kind of a, a misnomer to say that this is a plan for security. Uh, you don't have any control over that money. And even if your company matches, you're putting it in a stock market that can't control. And we've talked about all the pressures that are on there. Uh, I love the idea of being an entrepreneur. And I get this a lot, Robert. And with Rich Dad students, I'll draw a cash flow quadrant and I'll say, okay, where do you want to be? And they'll circle the B in the I. And I said, okay, which quadrant are 401ks designed for? So look, if, you're, if, if your plan is to grow a business, then make that your security plan. Uh, make that your plan for worth and your plan for security because I don't think there's any job in a security or securing a job because you can't control it, you can get fired. And I don't think there's any security in putting money in a 401k because that money's going to get eaten by fees. Uh, you're going to pay terrible taxes and again, there's we've talked about all the risks to not knowing how to play the downside. So Garrett, Garrett, what do you I'm have? not a big I'm not a big fan of 401ks. But if uh, you don't want if you don't want to study about the markets, then put your money in 401k. Garrett, what do you have to say? Well, I like the idea of creating wealth through a business. That's a great way to go, but you just have to use the right entity, a corporation, or an LLC to protect yourself. Yeah, but most people can't do that. You know that. The sad thing about it is most people quit their jobs and become SS or self-employed. And they don't really produce any wealth. They produce income, but no wealth. And wealth is very simply an asset that produces money for you. So back in 1973, when I came back from Vietnam, my poor dad said, go back to school and get your MBA. And my rich dad said, go take a course on real estate. So a three-day course on real estate cost me 385 bucks, which is 50% of all I made at the time. But I've made millions from that. And I dropped out of the MBA program because I didn't want a job. It all depends upon you. I was talking to a guy, yes, three days ago, and he thinks he's a rocket scientist. You know, he says, 
guess what, man? I made $45,000 on a consulting job. I said, good. And I went and paid down my mortgage. And I said, good. And how much interest, how much tax did you pay in your 45000 He says, oh, 50%. I said, oh, that's not that intelligent. And how much was the interest on your mortgage? He says, 2.5%. I said, so why would you pay down your mortgage? He says, because I feel more secure. If that's his answer, that's his answer. You cannot teach a pig to sing. You know, most people, when it comes to money, they're not very bright. They're just robots. And that's why I recommend the book, The Rise of Robots, because you're going to be replaced by that robot anyway. But the point here is this. You can only do what you're willing to study to learn to do. And that's why we have Andy Tanner. I don't really know much about, I've taken a lot of courses on futures trading, options trading, and all that. I'm just not good at it. I'm pretty good at real estate. I know nothing about taxes. That's why I have Tom Wheelwright, and that's why I have Garrett Sutton, because I know nothing about asset protection. So the key here is this, is who is on your team. And if you think you have to be Sylvester Stallone and Rocky when it comes to financial markets, I think you're going to get hammered, because everything has changed after my friend Donald Trump took over. Final words are Garrett. Robert, you make a really great point. You just have to know what you don't know. And who to ask. And who to ask. Uh, you know, we're not trained in school for this. You have the information out there, but a lot of people aren't willing to access it. So you just have to, if you're going to learn this stuff, sit down and read and do it and then learn by doing. Yeah. Andy, any last comments? Yeah, in 2017, don't be scared of making mistakes. Uh, if you make a mistake, you can learn from it. Don't be afraid of that. Uh, get as smart as you can. It's never been more important to get uh, as smart as possible. And then finally, a great theme of what I've relearned on the radio show is I think who's on my team because there's a lot that I just don't know, and I want to choose those people wisely. Any questions, Melissa? Anything ask Robert? Yeah, we have one more question here. Now, if you want to ask some questions to ask Robert, send it to richdadradio.com, and we'll do our best to answer them. So we appreciate the questions, even though we may ridicule you. Anyway, <laughs> next question, Melissa. Our next question comes from John in DeSoto, Texas. Favorite book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He says, how does someone that has an idea about a web-based business site and knows the mechanics of what it could do but is in need of having it built by someone but is afraid of having this idea stolen? Well, welcome to the real world because it will be stolen. Just look at it that way. Yeah, you can have contracts. You can have a work-for-hire agreement where everything they perform is your, belongs to you. You can have a non-compete agreement whereby they agree not to compete with you later. But those contracts are only as good as the person you're dealing with. Amen. People void contracts all the time. I think that's what Garrett was saying when he talked about me. first came on this program, Rich Dad Radio. He talked about how Texas changed the charging order. And most people, what does that mean? It basically means our judicial system is broken and or corrupt. And the moment you realize that, the smarter you get, the more nimble you get, the better off you're going to be. It will be stolen. God knows that. I know how many things. You know, I'm overseas constantly. And I have to hold up a cash flow game made by some pirate. You know, why? Because it costs so much money to defend my patent in places like Vietnam or Bulgaria or Ukraine or Austria. You see, it's, it costs so much for legal services today. It's like medical services. And so that's why if you're sitting there and you're afraid of being stolen, trust me, you will be ripped off. Final words are Andy. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think every single person has to realize the reality of fraud. They're going to steal money. And where there's money involved, there's going to be people that are fraudulent. And that's just part of business. And the reality is I don't know anyone who's been in business a long time that hasn't been stolen from or mistreated. So that's a risk you take and you do the very best you can. The other thing I would do is talk to other people who have been successful and get solid referrals. You know, I would have never met Tom Wilwright without Robert. And that's an endorsement that I can trust. So uh, talk to people who've been successful in business, been around the block. Find a person who's had an idea similar to yours or in the same vein and say, hey, what did you do uh, for, your, for your protection? And that's another great way to go is to ask people. And like Robert says, take people out on dates and see who you like. Final words, Eric Garrett? Well, Robert, this brings up the issue of, of integrity. I mean, when you get out there and do business with people, you've got to be dealing with people you hope have integrity. Yes, we can have all sorts of contracts. We can provide for the the best protection possible. But if you're dealing with a bad partner, like Robert has always talked about, if you have a bad partner, it's tough via contracts to uh, deal with such a person. So I, I, to echo what Andy said, you've got to deal with good people. Garrett, you know, I, I don't know if this is the right way to look at it. I'd like to ask this question. When I look at a contract, I value it a lot in terms of the communication and its clarity to help both parties understand what's expected of the other. But I don't really go into a contract as something that's really going to be binding. I know people that use contracts as almost weaponry in their business. And it's very unwise to do that. They'll sneak things in, they'll slide things in, and they try to use it as, as a tactical weapon. I like looking at contracts for clarity and communication. And Andy, but I the never point, plan. The, Andy, the point here plan. is I, you're not an attorney. You have an attorney that looks them for you, right? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I mean, you guys. You don't have to be the smartest person in the world to do this stuff. Most of it is common sense. And so if you worry about being stolen, it will be stolen because that's the world we live in. So that's why we have Rich Dad Advisor Series. These guys are my team. You know, we're tight as a team. You know, nobody fools around on anything. And if you don't have that, then you really shouldn't be in business and keep looking until you find that person. But trust me, sports fans, it's going to get worse. And the more, you know, the rise of the robots, more and more people will become unemployed. And the more unemployed they become, the more desperate they become. I got to feed my kids, you know, to hell with you. I'm going to do whatever it takes for me. And that's why we have this program. It's what the rich do. The rich do not do it on their own. They have a team. And if you understand why I have Garrett Sutton, who's an attorney, and Andy Tanner, who talks to me about markets, is if you don't have a team, then you think you're Jesus Christ or something. 